Welcome to the debut episode of The Municipals, and I'm Matthew. And I'm Philip. And we are two guys. Uh, we were, I don't know, uh, visible in the election. You ran. We can talk about that. I uh, was the quote-unquote media for the entire election. And uh, this is our debut episode. We're going to talk about, uh, we're, we're going to break it down. You know, we're going to have guests every now and then. Today, we're not. But I'm happy to announce, officially, next week, we're going to have Chloe Brown, who ran, who, who ran for Toronto mayor this past election. Uh, she came in third. She's going to be on the podcast, and we're going to be able to pick her brain, and we might even get a soundbite out of her. I'm so excited. I uh, I didn't get a chance to meet Chloe during the election, so this is actually very cool for me. Well, actually, you know, funnily enough, I've never personally met her. I don't think we've ever personally met, but here we are no. doing this podcast. So, Chloe Brown, I can't wait to uh, talk to her, but this is the debut episode. We're going to talk about, let's touch on... Um, on the election results, because uh, people want to know, I briefly touched on the election um, this past week on this time in history, but I'll just say it again. Uh, you know, I was in the car. We we're coming back from we, we did a day trip in Wilmington in North Carolina, and I was in the car and it was like 801. And I, I so I took my phone out because, you know, Rome like home is is available there. And uh, I, I go to cp24.com or whatever it is. And the election results hadn't come in yet. And they're like, it's going to start coming in any minute. And then like 8.03, there's a bulletin. Oh, CP we were watching CP24 too, yeah. 8.03, CP24 declares John Tory was reelected as mayor. I turned my phone off. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, it was very disappointing. But at the same time, like the media... And I, I always hate to kind of like say anything that's like the media because it sounds very like a very simple answer and it's very demonizing. -y. But the whole time, the, they sort of ignored this election. You know, uh, we've talked about this, how it's been very quiet from the media and the media themselves sort of saying, this is a boring election. It's like, well, you declare it so and then you're sort of not looking. You're making it boring by choice. You know well, what I mean? That's what happens and... when a member of the media runs for mayor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so it was just John Tory's uh, silence almost entirely through the campaign, just like choosing to bait only after advanced voting had already started. Um, just making it a very uninspired campaign on that front. I mean, it was very disappointing in that way. Um, there were some uh, pretty good results. Jamal Myers, uh, big fan of him. I'm so absolutely, glad he's in. absolutely. We're we're gonna run uh, through. We'll, we'll run through the wards real quick. If if you don't. Oh yeah. I just sure. I just um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and then when we get to your ward, I got a couple of questions for you that because you and I actually never did that. a one on one interview. If if memory, no, no, we did. We no, did. we did. We did. We did. We did. We In did. Fact, you were. Um, that was the thing. You, I received two emails. I believe either the day after. I think it was the day after I registered. I received two emails, and it was. Uh, one was an advertising for you know 
campaign signs, which when you're running, you get a million of those. And the other one was uh, from you asking to do an interview, which is, uh, you know, incredible. I remember you saying that you spent, oh my God, I don't receive normally any phone calls. So this is incredible. In a very As, frustrating way. It's okay. You know what? I, I did an interview. Uh, it was months ago, and the guy's like, "That's podcasting. It happens. Sometimes you get phone calls. Sometimes you have to get up to take a piss or whatever." So where were we? We were talking about. Um, <clears throat> you were saying I was just saying that you were the very first person to uh, reach out to uh, talk about my platform, and I I appreciated that immediately, and uh, and I just. I immediately had that respect for you because you you wanted to give that voice uh, to people like me who don't who didn't have like that platform. So I thought that was very cool. Um, what a great effort! I think you did a great job. That's well, just my thought. Thank you so much. But it's it's like uh, we we did the live YouTube address that was our final episode uh, before I went on holidays on this time in history, and it's kind of like I, I I believe I said it on that episode. You know. I made the decision. No, I said this on uh, Phil's. Uh, I did. A, I did. I did. Uh, I was the first interview with uh, Phil on uh, uh, cruising with Phil, um, and he asked me why, why, and I said, "Well, it's because I didn't want to run or I couldn't run, and I still wanted to be involved in the election." So I had planned this out from January. I said, "Okay, in in May." That's when it starts, May 2nd. I said, I'll, I'll get someone right away and then I'll start booking, boom, boom, boom. And I'll start, uh, I'll, I'll start um, uh, uh, piling them up, stockpiling them. Um, and um, and that's that's basically what happened. <laughs> and it uh, it got to a point where I had more interviews than I had uh, times available. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so now it's, once a week is is no good anymore now it has to be twice a week now it has to be three times a week now it has to be four times a week and it got to the point where like in august and september i mean i did other non-election episodes but i was like i don't really have time you had to focus yeah <laughs> and then and then, so the and then and then the debates happened see when i came up with this plan in january i never i never thought about uh about the debates i I never even it never even crossed my mind. I'm like, I'll just do the interviews one a week right up until the election. Um, but that's how it started. So um, with that being said, I was on that website every day, pretty much more than once a day, every day, because I had to be. So I knew when a new person registered just by looking at it, just by running straight down the list. I didn't even have to go slow. I just right down the list. And I'm like, oh, that person's new. That person's new. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had to wait sometimes for them to put on their, their contact information because sometimes right away it doesn't show up. Uh, I was Tor so excited to do it, like, <laughs> right away. I just I wanted people to be able to contact me. I'm like, please, I've got thoughts. Please talk to me. So let's go through the wards, and uh, we'll talk about um, <clears throat> notable people. We'll talk about who won. <clears throat> we'll start with my ward. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the the mayor at mayor thing at the end. Um, ward one yeah. was won by Vincent Crisanti. Now I don't know how much you know about my ward, but I'll tell you. Uh, so Michael Ford was the outgoing councillor. He was elected, as you know, in June to provincial politics, and we've had like a a, 
a fucking revolve, uh, yeah. revolving About door of, of fill-in counselors since he's been gone. Um, that was also a very fun, very fun <clears throat> moment. Sorry, not fun in a, in a traditional sense, but fun for a, there was a scandal moment at city council, you yes. know, where uh, they, they like rubber stamped her in immediately. And then like social media posts came out and they're like, uh, uh this is bad. <laughs> like good on her for like being like, okay, <clears throat> nobody likes this. I, this isn't who I am, but, I will step down. Like, good on her for doing that, but like, it was exciting that there was this like micro scandal happening. Yeah. It was fun. So another thing, I don't know if you know this, but so Vincent Crisanti, he won, so he is the Ward One counselor now. But he was running, and his signs said "reelect," so it was misleading because Michael Ford beat him. So he's not the <laughs> incumbent, but he's That's giving funny. it off like he is the incumbent. So I didn't like that, and I called him out for it. But as usual, people with Tory's backing, they don't answer any questions. Um, I did like Charles Azuti. He was the MSA uh, candidate. However, and I'll say this publicly because I have no problem. I have no problem with Charles. It's just that uh, when I approached him about doing the Ward 1 debate, which I saved for last, um, he was noncommittal. Uh, it was like he wasn't interested. Like, um, so I mean, I I was hard for. Usually, I can read people really well, but I couldn't get a good read on him for some reason. And um, so, I don't know. the The That's person I the person I was supporting was uh, Dave Narang. You know, he is a fresh voice in the community. Um. And it's just a shame that he he didn't finish higher because I think and I still think that he could do great things as the the counselor for Ward One, but we'll have to wait till next uh, election. Is there any uh, is there anyone else in Ward One you wanted to talk about? You know, I will say uh, I think there's just a few specific wards that I like have more knowledge of the candidates, and I would probably have a lot more to talk about. I don't know too many of the Ward 1 guys. I I believe Chris Noor is... Uh, yes, I yes. think he was running in Ward 1. Okay, I met him. I met him. There was a session at the council chamber for, like, the candidates running about rules and stuff, and I met him there. Uh, very nice guy. Chatted with him for a bit. Um, good man. I liked him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a nice, he's <laughs> a nice deep, dude. Not too deep, but he was, uh, it was funny, he, he was fixing his signs because it, this past election, a lot of the signs were damaged all across the city. Um, I don't yeah, know if that happens. Like it was pretty bad. I don't know if that happens, if that's a regular thing. I know this election was really bad. Um, so he was fixing his signs. I saw him and I actually gave him a drive home. Uh, he he oh, is wow. He is a really nice guy. Uh, he doesn't know how to hold a microphone to save his life but that happened at the <laughs> at the ward one uh all candidates meeting he was holding it too low and like this and 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 no one can hear him and so yeah um but he's a good guy we're I not really... all media trained yeah so for ward two um you know a lot of people are not happy with a stephen holiday but he won on a landslide um stephen holiday was the one who um, put forth the motion to start clearing the encampments in the first place. I don't know if you knew that. He sucks. 
That yeah. dude sucks. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you, if I didn't know that for sure, it was either going to be him or Min and Wong. You know, it's like the council of villains. Yeah. <laughs> you can sort of assume. Which is, which is, uh, so uh, yeah. it, it's crazy because his pre amalgamation, his father was the mayor of Etobicoke. Yeah, you were telling me that uh, I was saying that I was very excited for Thomas, uh, Thomas Yunaziello. I yes. believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I hope Thomas doesn't. Please <laughs> let me know. Um, and I was saying to you, I was like, oh, man, you know, like people fucking hate Stephen Holiday. Um, I think he has a good chance. And then you're saying, actually, you know, Holiday has quite a like a legacy there. And, you know, that was that was news to me and very disappointing. So I mean, Thomas still really did a great job. He came in second. So in that part, I don't know what you it's a Tobago Center. I don't know what you call it. He, like in Ward One, a big part of Ward One is Rexdale. So that's Ford Nation. But I guess in a Tobago Center, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's Holiday Nation or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the details, and it's very unfortunate. These it's like people are sick of politics as a as a you know it could, goes on with nothing changing, but then they vote in these dynasties. It's like that's well, that's that's part that's of the problem. problem. And you know what? I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this in right here because this has been on my mind. I know we we, we talk uh, municipal politics, but I just want to say one thing real quick about what's going on in the province. Um, for those of you who know me, I'm the biggest Doug Ford supporter. However, since the, the election, this pre, this one, forget about the last four years, this election that just happened in June, I have not agreed with anything he's done. In fact, I am against it. And given the opportunity, I would not vote for him again. You could say I'm a converted voter, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but I think the big problem in provincial politics and maybe even in federal politics is the fucking parties. The parties are the problem. You get you get these huge ass donations from developers, from rich people, from fill in the blank. And then these parties get elected and then the donate, the donors come back and go, Hey, remember me? Remember me? You owe me now. And, and so that's part of the problem. If, if everyone at the provincial level was an independent, we might have, we, we wouldn't be nothing like, it, it may not be going on what's going on right now at the province. That's all I want to say about that. I'd love to hear your thoughts real quick, and then we'll, we'll move on to Ward 3. You know, actually, uh, I did want to invite – I told you I wanted to invite Norm DePasquale, um, yes. the Ward 11 candidate, but most specifically because he's uh, he's doing a lot of activism right now around the, uh, the education workers and, uh, you know, the QPE and that stuff. Um, you know, if we're talking about our personal politics and what's interesting is uh, obviously we are, I want to say we are different politically because I'm a very, very partisan leftist, you know, like I, uh, I super hate, <laughs> I hate conservative ideology. Um, I, uh, I, I believe I said to you when I, one of my reasons for running was kind of the despair of uh, the Doug Ford conservatives winning re-election. And I, I think it's less, I don't know if it's parties. You know what? I, I do think most of the things you say about parties are correct. I, I do think a bigger issue 
and I mean, obviously, that's what comes with party politics, is majority governments. I honestly think, I think minority governments might be the, the way to go. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if, obviously if we can... they can't like, I was just going to say, if Sorry. we can, if we can, uh, like, we have a minority federal government now, but uh, he's he's already cozied up to the NDP to keep him in power. So I mean, sometimes so it's essentially a majority government. Exactly. Sometimes minorities don't work. And I will say, I want to correct you on one thing, and then we'll get we'll get back to the words. I, um, I'm not a conservative per se. In the, <laughs> even even before this. I was a Doug Ford guy because I was a Rob Ford guy. Now I still love that's, Rob that's Ford. That's fair, and, and and that's absolutely fair. And uh, and as a and I, I think we've I mean we've sorry sorry to uh, to point that finger at you conservative. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good. That's a that's a good image. <laughs> and and also it was uh. it was my. I don't know if hatred is the right word for Kathleen Wynne, you know, fuck Kathleen Wynne with everything that she did while she was the premier. Anyway, we'll, there were we'll get off the soapbox. No heroes. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, Thomas, sorry, I just want to Thomas Yanazulo or however you say your name. Sorry, but if you're listening, uh, you know, I fuck up names. That's my thing. I should just have a T-shirt. I fuck up names. Oh, there's a good one. Because we're gonna be we're gonna be launching our uh, our uh, merch shop soon. It's gonna be under th this time in history because I don't want to have a, a merch shop for every podcast. I think that's dumb. So I'm just gonna have one merch. That'd be a, shop. a lot of podcasts. Exactly right. A lot of merch um, shops. <laughs> that's that's great. I fuck up names. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Thomas Yanazulo. I I endorsed him. Uh, I thought he was a great choice. Obviously, he didn't win. Maybe he'll run again uh, next year. But I also heard that he doesn't actually live in that ward. So he's what he's what we refer to as a parachute candidate. I never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's more. Uh, I feel like that's a lot of. Uh... Adam Golding talking about Ward 11 candidates. <laughs> yes. I think that was his big beef. Like, I don't I don't necessarily think it's like that bad to not live in the ward. I mean, like, it's not great. And it is funny to me because I did have a couple people suggest to me that I could run and not Scarborough Southwest, like maybe Scarborough Center. But uh, I don't know. I I wanted to run where I live. You know, I, I thought that was more authentic. Um, but I don't I don't personally have a problem with uh, with parachuting, as it were. I think uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't have too much justifications for it. I, I understand I just, what I you're don't saying. Really think it's that bad. I understand what you're saying because, uh, funnily enough, the next one we're going to talk about is Ward Three. Now, theoretically. If I was going to run this past election, it would have either been Ward 1, Ward 3, or I would have taken a shot at, at the mayor's chair. Now, I live in Ward 1. I don't live in Ward 3, but I've lived in Ward 3 for 13 years. I know what the problems are. I, I know what right. the what the um, the community makeup, I guess is the word, is. I know a lot more than most people about that ward. I, I, that's I'm not flexing. I'm stating a fact 
Um, you heard me go on about it for six months. Um, yeah. And you know what? Regardless, regardless of that, uh, if you ran in Ward 3 and you were living in Ward 1, regardless of the, the truth of that, of your knowledge of Ward 3, they'd still accuse you of, of parachuting. You know yeah, what I, I know. mean? I know. Which does make me think that maybe those criticisms aren't quite as strong. Uh oh, <laughs> Adam, don't be mad. <laughs> um, okay, so Ward 3, uh, longtime counselor Mark Grimes was defeated by Amber Morley, who Amber. ran last uh, election and lost, but won this election. However, I was endorsing Marco Valley. Um, you know, it was a great interview. He He's a great, I just connected with his message. Um, our friend Adam. Like you, you brought him up. <laughs> he mentioned, he said, you know, if, if the, the person running is not available, not accessible before or during the election, they're not going to be accessible afterwards. Well, Mark Grimes wasn't accessible. Amber Morley oh, yeah, wasn't absolutely. accessible, but Marco Valley was. There is, um, I don't know if this sounds like, if this sounds I don't know how to describe it. If this sounds like I'm I'm hyping you up or almost the opposite, like maybe putting you down. But I feel like there was a sense to me where it was like I knew that you were reaching out to so many people. And I sort of got the sense that the people who snubbed you uh, by not showing up. I mean, obviously, you know, not everyone could do everything. But it did feel like, I don't know, it felt like there was some people who, who valued only traditional media and ignored more like, I want to say local. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. You're not hurting my feelings because I'm not, some, <laughs> because I'm not some big rich person with, uh, with uh, that's um, been clothed in mainstream media. I guess I'm, I'm one of the low, low rung on the ladder. So, I mean, everyone had to start on that low rung. So I'm, I'm cool with that because there's only one well, we place got four to go. Years and to build up. up a profile. Exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ward four is kind of a um, kerfuffle. Uh, you have Gord Perks running. What happened in Ward four? Oh, Gord, you know what? Gord Perks oh, was running. Okay. Was it Gord, Chemi and uh, Siri? Yes. Is that were those the only candidates in that ward? No, uh, we endorsed a candidate named Steve Yoon. Um, oh, okay, but uh, uh, he didn't place in the top three. Um, Gord did win. I think the 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 overwhelming issue, specifically in that ward, was the collapse of the building in Swansea uh, Muse. Yeah. Um, it was tragic. Um, and I guess we're going to wait to see what happens with that. Um, but uh, I mean, I mean, at least Gord Perks, at least he, uh, he he's an incumbent. Uh, apparently, you know, he likes to stick it to John Tory. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so here's my ward four thoughts. Okay. Because, uh, so I like I like Chebby. She's a very uh, activist minded, um, 
very grassroots supported. And she came in second, which is very impressive versus Gord Perks, the incumbent, and Siri, the Tory endorsed candidate. So that's an insane placement for Chemi. And I, I think that's quite the accomplishment. And that's, you know, really all I want to say about that. Um, Gord, um, I like him. I think he's he's one of the better incumbents. I mean, obviously, again, uh, I would have preferred Chemi, but Gord is not is not worst case scenario. And then uh, for Ward Five, I'm doing this all by memory now, guys. Uh, Ward Five, oh, you know, I could I should probably pull that up. Uh, no, I have like... it. It's it's Francis Francis Nunziata. Uh, Cherry Padavani oh, was... and Gabrielle uh, Takang or something. And uh, okay, so I'll I'll tell you real quick because I'm an open book. Uh, I reached out to Gabrielle because I think he was the first one who registered, and we couldn't reach on a time. And then I think we did, but then it went by, and then I got busy, so he just was never accessible. Uh, Chiara was accessible that was my fault oh wow um i i was i could never get to her with a time just between work and between the the podcast i, I just i just didn't have time so i chara I, i'm sorry if you're listening um but uh francis nunziata wins um not the unfortunately yes not not the the uh the fuck am I trying to say? Not, not the result we wanted. <laughs> there we go. Right. Not, not the um, result we wanted. Yeah, obviously, this is another word I didn't know too well from a distance. From, sorry, from a distance, uh, Chiara. Cherry? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I think, I, I think she, it's Chiara. Hey, listen, we fuck up names. She's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll have to be the shirt. Um, but I really like, from a distance, I really liked her. And I, so where I work, I work as a concierge downtown. There's someone who lives in my building who uh, I think she had said that she did some some work with her. I'll have to ask her again. But either way, like some good good vibes. Awesome, awesome. And then for Ward Six, I was pumped the whole election as soon as she registered. Nineteen year old Hope Shire registered to to be the city councilor. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. She didn't win. Uh, James Pasternak was able to pull it out because he's a Tory guy. Um, I will say Mike Arkin, um, for what it's worth, very, very, very smart. And I, I swear to God, if, if he wasn't going up against Hope Shire, who is, you know, young and her winning would engage young people to vote and give a fuck about municipal politics again. If he wasn't running Absolutely. against her. We got to talk about that shit. Yeah. I, I would have endorsed him, but I had to go with the youth. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on, uh, on Ward 6. I, unfortunately, I don't know too many of the Ward. No, Ward 6 is, Ward 6 is, a non-factor for me, unfortunately. I also, I don't really know the the Ward Seven ones either, except of course I recognize the name Mamalidi. Did you um Ward you Seven? Him, right? Ward Seven. Ward Seven. What are the? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the. So give Ward me the Seven people? is Christopher Mamalidi, Amanda Coombs, and Anthony Peruza. 
Okay, so Anthony Peruza, obviously he won. He's a Tory guy. Um, we endorsed uh, Christopher Mameliti. I loved his message. He's, you know, his father was in the war before him. Um, great guy. Um, I saw some of his social media stuff. It was, like, very positive. And then, like, I, I mean, I didn't say this during the YouTube um, address, but I'll say it now. Amanda Coombs we started an interview and it never finished and uh, she avoided oh. me. So, I mean, there's that. Oh, that's weird. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I was having technical issues. I couldn't figure it out. And then I figured it out and then she's like, yeah, can we do this another time? And then whatever didn't, but it doesn't matter. She didn't win. So it's not a, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, not it doesn't last. matter. Right. Um, that was, that was Anthony, right? Anthony won. Yes. yes. So Ward 8, what, what were they? <laughs> okay, so Ward 8, for me, uh, my important two would be Mike Colley, the incumbent, and Evan Sambasavam. Oh, God, I hope I said that again. Hey, sure. we, fu we fuck but, up uh, names. <laughs> so it's also Philip David Dovitz, uh, Dominico Baolo and Wendy Weston. Okay, so I feel like you adore Wendy, first. right? No, I did not. Uh you go so first. I, I liked I liked Evan. Um actually someone in my building, uh again, uh concierge concierge job. He actually um he actually works with uh, the more neighbors group. I don't know if you uh you recognize the name. More neighbors? Yeah, I know I know about them. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was, I was like, uh, I sort of revealed myself to him as a, as a candidate, and so we started talking about politics, and he, he was very excited about Evan as like a candidate, and he like he really, he really pumped him up to me. So, so I, I really respect him. I went out and met him at a barbecue one time. I was very, very weird. I need you to know that because I, I, I walked from the station. I found him. I walked up to him. I'm like, hey, I'm Philip Mills. I'm running for city council in Scarborough Southwest. So, you know, I'm not a constituent. You don't have to try to win me over. I just wanted to say hi. Okay, I'll see you later. And then I sort of walked into the crowd and into the distance and away. And that was my my meeting of Evan. And I like him. And I, I feel like he probably thinks I'm weird, which is fine because I am. But but I like Evan. So, so for me... Um, I reached out to Evan the same way I reached out to you. And he basically told me that uh, he doesn't have time for an interview and he's got better things to do. It was pretty much the just. Yeah. So, that's I mean, arrogance. that's where you yeah. and I, we see it's, it, but it's like I said, the whole uh, time I was doing the election on the other podcast, you know, we can agree to disagree and still work together. Um, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. it's not that I didn't like the guy. I just didn't have a high opinion of him. Um, I mean, we also were approaching him from different places. Like you were approaching him from a informational, almost constituent. Well, no, I don't want to say it like that, but sort of more of a, I don't know, media versus candidate thing. And again, yeah. I didn't take up too much of his time. I did walk into the distance after I said hi. So and, and who, who else did you say? Oh, um, this oh, is Mike, what, what, Mike Call. Mike Call, yeah. So, so for Mike Call, um, he's he's the Tory guy. So I, 
It's yeah. like, no. it's like I said on the YouTube address. It, it's a non-starter for me, automatically eliminated. Um, so for me, there's going to be a lot of disappointing results in, in, in this episode. A lot of, Oh, did. Wah, wah. <laughs> so, so for me, um, it, you know, I, I did an interview with, uh, with, uh, Philip, uh, Devidotis or however you say it, you know, we fuck up names. Um, I didn't agree with uh, some of the stuff he said, but I I saw that his heart was really for the community. He's one of those ones that, you know, he cares about his community first and then the city second. Um, I don't always agree with that approach. Um, I think you have to think of it as a whole, but whatever. I I did endorse him, um, you see, because that's the part of I can agree to to disagree with someone and still work together. So I, I endorsed him. He didn't win. I believe Mike Cole won, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, so ward nine is kind of fucked up and I'm going to, I'm going to, ward nine is a huge one. I'm going to reveal some shit right now. So Ooh, uh, for fine. ward, for ward nine, uh, I never got a chance to do a one-on-one with Alejandra Bravo, by the way, congratulations. Cause it was hard earned. She earned it. And uh, I, I can't, I'm so happy for her. Hope she does great things. I didn't endorse her though. I instead endorsed uh, Shaker Jamal. I'm probably fuck up that name, but that's okay. Cause we fuck up. Names <laughs> <here>. um, <clears throat> I just really connected with what he was saying during the debate. I never got a chance to do a one-on-one with him, but he did. <clears throat> Sorry. I got a fucking cough. Um, uh, he did show up to the debate. Um, I was going to, I'll say it now because fuck it, right? I was going to endorse Simon Fogel. However, in the days leading up to my decision, because I, I fucking, I made the mistake of committing, not not in Ward 9, but in, in a different, <clears throat> for, for the mayor, and I'll get to that when we talk about the, the mayor race, I made the mistake of committing to someone too soon and I wasn't going to do that again. So I literally in the last few days leading up to the live address made up <clears throat> my mind. But in the last few days, he was like, I don't know, attacking people on social media. He was attacking a, a friend of mine <clears throat> and a couple other people. Um, and I didn't like that. And I was like, dude, what the thing the is fuck because he had the best <laughs> i will say this he had one he had he had one of his ideas was one of the best ideas i've ever heard but but it's like it's Simon. like it's like it's like the people i'm gonna just gonna throw this in right now it's like the people that either love trump or hate trump you love trump because you know everything he, he does good for america that's fine but you hate trump because of all the bullshit he brings along with him all that horse shit on uh, being on twitter and and saying all those outlandish bullshit i don't know why he does that what because he needs the fucking press it's front page news whenever the guy opens his mouth takes a shit whatever but you don't need all that just have your ideas and shut the fuck up i don't know what what do you what do you want to say i i here's the thing i absolutely with with Simon, Simon is a character, and I, you know, and here's the thing. I also, I do think Simon is 
smart. Um, but the thing is, I respect him as a fellow, as a fellow person who put their name forward in the name of improving their community and their city. I respect that. And so I really didn't want to go out of my way to like attack him on Twitter. And I, I don't like consider this an attack or anything. The thing is, we obviously have very different political views. Well, I just I just so compared seem- him to Trump. So <laughs> Yeah. And to be to be honest, I don't think that's a bad comparison. And I don't know why he felt the need to go like hyper combative. Um the fact is when there were like these classic I think it was like David Ryder or like um, Sean uh, McAuliffe who like had a screenshot image of his tweet where he said something about big homeless. And it's like, oh, my God, big homeless. And it's like. I did just say that Simon is very smart, but there is some stuff that he is very, very dangerously ignorant on and that is stuff like big homeless like that's that's bad and i i don't know where that combative comes from where it's like maybe you you think you're so correct that anyone else just has to be stupid so it's like you have to be combative he really as you said he really should have just presented his ideas and then shut the fuck up exactly um So yeah, so again, congratulations to uh, uh, Alejandra Bravo. I I'm so excited, can't wait to see what she does. You know, Toronto City Council needs more females, and so I'm I'm happy for Ward Ten. Um, I'm ah. I'm happy, but I'm also disappointed. So, <clears throat> Ozma's a good win. That's like bottom line. Ozma. It's a good win. I didn't I didn't endorse Ozma, but it's a good win. I agree and disagree at the same time. I, I agree because it's a fresh voice. I disagree because it's Ozma. Nothing personal against her, but again, it goes back to uh, our friend Adam saying, if they're not accessible before or during, they're not going to be accessible after. Well, Ozma didn't even have the courtesy of sending me an email Response. saying, hey, I'm not, uh, not going to be available. Acted like I didn't exist, which is whatever. It's fine. Um, in the end, it came down to it. <clears throat> I was struggling uh, between two candidates. Uh, one was April Engelberg, who I-, I thought, you know, she's smart. She's got big ideas. <clears throat> and Stephanie Solterman, who, uh, uh, you know, everything that she stood for and it was in her platform comes down to those three words in her platform, which is um, affordability, accessibility, and recovery. And I really, really connected with her message. You know, I, I went out and I helped her. Um, I helped her campaign. I... I just really, uh, like, I, I went uh, door knocking with her, and uh, I just really connected oh, wow. with her message. I'm sad that she didn't get elected because I endorsed her. Um, even even during my live YouTube address, I labeled her. She's a can't miss prospect, which is another T-shirt coming soon. Um, <laughs> and I truly believe that 
whether it's the next election or the one after that, she will be elected. Um, it's just a matter of time. She's somebody who needs to be elected. And if she's not elected, whoever becomes the fucking mayor after John Tory, you need to hire Stephanie Solterman to be the city fucking manager because she Shit. is that good. Wow. Now, I I really like Igor. Um, Igor. Oh, oh, no. Listen, the shirt. Uh, Igor. <laughs> um and a big part of what I really liked was his big focus on like accessibility and transit stuff. Uh, and we had similar ideas about uh, municipal broadband. So I, I really liked that. So we were on the same page and I met him and he was just, he was a good guy. I really like him. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of my positives for a lot of the people that I support is just, they're really good guys. And I really like them. So I expect to hear that often. Well, I will say before we move on to Ward 11, Ward 10 is actually the, the ward that I interviewed the most candidates. I interviewed oh, wow. April Engelberg, Stephanie Solterman, Rocco uh, Anchampong. Again, we fuck up names. Um, uh, Igor Samarjic, Adrian Zodian. Oh, I forgot. Oh, that was a good episode. Oh, no, Adrian, Sorry. no, Andre or whatever. Yeah, we fuck up names. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay, so... So for the t-shirt, I'm thinking... That was a busy word for you. Yeah. For the t-shirt, I'm thinking we have our logo up in the top right corner. And then <laughs> and then in quotations, we have the words, we fuck up names. Yeah. That sounds like about that. right. I'll, uh, I'll, get my <laughs> I'll get my niece on it. <clears throat> um, okay. So for Ward 11, um, I endorsed a Adam This is Goldman. our celebrity ward. Yes. Absolutely our celebrity ward. I endorsed Adam Golding because I just think that he's the rebel. He's like, okay, so I don't know. Um, you're, I think you're younger than me, uh, but uh, I don't know how uh, how much of municipal policy. I've been paying attention probably since uh, 2001. Um, oh, I'm fresh, fresh okay. politics. Like so before Rob Ford became the mayor, he was the lone counselor, the lone wolf. He was the, the rebel, the fly in the ointment, all that bullshit. Um, and I, I'm like, well, that's Adam. It has to be Adam. He's the rebel. He's the, he's the one who's going to fuck everyone's shit up. He's the guy. He's, he, so, I mean, I really connected. His, his message and his path is... A lot of that stuff I didn't agree with. I don't agree with defunding the police. I believe in holding them accountable. And yeah, their budget's too big, but I don't believe in quote unquote <laughs> defunding the police. I don't, I, I don't. Um, and you know, there's now, a, as you do know, <clears throat> uh, that me and Adam are more aligned on that, where, you know, we are sort of more, yeah, defund the police. I think he is probably stronger than I am on it, but. It's still, yeah, we're on the same page. But you and, get the you you oh, get, so actually you get the same results by changing the language that exists in the fucking contracts. The same way Rob Ford did <laughs> to the city workers. Yeah, everyone hated him when he did that, but he did it, and and <laughs> and it hasn't been undone by John Tory. Well, that would involve well, John Tory doing true. something. So fucking anything, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Um, we'll get so there. We'll... Ward 11, I interviewed Diane Saxton. She won, but I didn't endorse her because I endorsed Adam. But I, you know what? Honestly, before I interviewed Adam, I had like, so my interview was like uh, technically it lined up where I interviewed Diane Sachs first. And right after that interview, I'm like, hmm, I really like her. If there's no other candidate that comes along, I think I'm going to endorse her. <laughs> Enter Adam Golding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, and you know, uh, so the debate that I held for Ward 11 was a clusterfuck. Um Adam and Pierre were going at each other. Uh, Listen, literally every debate that I've seen coming from that ward, like you and other like public ones, yeah, it it all seemed like that. And I don't think that's the candidates so much as the sheer number of candidates. Yes, like, which is funny because okay, so I did an episode uh, with uh, Nick Kosovan. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a columnist. Yeah. yeah, so. When we did this episode, we call it the million dollar question because he kept saying that in the episode. He's like, so this is the million dollar question. And I and I kept listening like that's the name of the episode. Um, <laughs> anyway, so when we did that episode, Ward 11 was empty. And he said, hey, Matthew, huh. here's your chance. Register for Ward 11. I mean, even if you look at the sorry, I realized because I have the page up for the candidates. Would you see how many of them registered literally the last week? It's, yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nine of 14 registered in the last week. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a very different race. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Ward 11. I've got – I've actually got quite a few thoughts uh, on the ward. Um, so my, my two personal – picks were uh for adam adam and norm and i i do feel like um i do feel like adam i think we were more aligned probably politically me and adam and i do like you said the what you're saying about kind of like the the rebel kind of spirit the the not conforming to the norms of city council like i really like that from adam and I, but also from the, from the little bits I've seen of, of Norm, I really respect the things that he like really advocates for. Um, yeah, I don't know. Norm, Norm is a very solid guy. A more, he would be more traditional than Adam, which is, you know, give or take, but I did really like both of them. Uh, Robin Buxton Potts, um, the disappointing thing about her was the fact that she was put up as 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 the temporary city councilor, I believe for uh Wong Camp when she became so. an MPP. I think so. Yeah. And at the time, uh they asked her if she was gonna run in the municipal election, and she said no. And then she ran. Like it's it's it doesn't get any any simpler than that. It's just you lied. Good riddance. You said you weren't going to do it, and then you did, and that gave you an incumbent advantage because you were there. And that's that's garbage. I hate that. So she was at um, the Lights Up like cycling event 
Uh, I went to that. Very cool. I'm just, I'm not crazy about lying about your intentions. And so I'm not. No, because if I'm you lie crazy. about, if you lie about that, what else will, are you willing to lie about? Exactly. And I mean, what, what would have been the problem with her saying yes, when she was asked? Like, would they have said, okay, it's not a good idea to let you be the temporary counselor? Like, just be honest. Maybe, maybe I don't know the decorum or the rules, but I just, just be honest, you know? So that's, that's my thoughts on, uh, Bucks and Pots. Actually, is that, you know, those are my, what about, I know there's uh, like, Diane there's quite a few characters, you know? Um, you know, I just, I knew it was, it was coming down to Diane and Norm. I don't think Diane is, Diane is not a bad, in the same way in my mind as like Ozma. Ozma is a good win. Diane is probably a fine win. I don't know enough about her, but again, uh, Norm or Adam. And I feel really bad because CB24 called it for Norm. And I immediately sent him a message congratulating him. Fuck. That feels bad. <laughs> Yikes. Ah, uh, we all have those days. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so Ward 12. I mean, there's no one really worth discussing. Josh Josh Not Matlow. Really. I, I endorsed him. He's he, he's he's he doesn't like Tory, so best that's case good. Scenario. I, I would have the only thing I'll say about Josh Matlow is I'm actually surprised he didn't take a run at the mayor's chair. I agree with you. And I I find it weird because it was like, you know, the frustrating thing is uh, when we talk about mayoral candidates and their, like, visibility, and they talk about, obviously, Gil and Chloe and all the other candidates who just didn't have that visibility, well, the media wasn't giving it to them. I mean, I mean that's... That's aside from that. But at the same time, it's like, why wouldn't a successful, a relatively successful city councilor try for it? I think that's, that's, for that's it. where the conversation and uh, I mean, we can we can have it right now and then we'll, we'll go back to the wards. But that's where the conversation of term limits comes in, because I firmly I was, believe. Yeah. City councilor, you should get two terms, and then if you want to take a crack at the mayor's chair and you win, you can get two more terms, but then you're done. I think Four terms. Absolutely. In fact, I was going to bring that up because that was one of my my platforms that I wanted to think, to sorry, to incorporate, because it's like other people can talk about term limits, but you can sort of only trust yourself, you know, to be true to your intentions, you know? And that was one of the things that I really would have wanted to push for, a two-term term limit. And yeah, and then given that opportunity, they have that experience and they know they can't run for council again. So why not run for mayor with that experience? Exactly. You got to ask yourself, uh, Adam Vaughn, uh, Kristen Wong Tam, Mary Margaret McMahon, I'm sure I'm missing... Uh, uh, another name because I think I am. They all didn't take a crack at the mayor's chair. They went to the provincials. Yeah, why? Don't know. I mean, yeah, again, sorry, rhetorical. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Simply why? Um. So for Ward Thirteen, it, it was uh, it was wide open. I believe 
no incumbent. Am yeah, I yeah, yeah. am I correct? And uh, you are, yeah. I I this is the this is one of the ones I struggled with. I didn't know who I was gonna who I was gonna endorse, you know. And then it, we had the debate, and then that's when I met Nikki Ward, and oh my god, ah. she just blew me away. She is amazing. I really wish she could should have won. She should have won. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it would be a huge win for for uh, for Ward thirteen if she won. Um, great, great, great person. Um, unfortunately, Chris Moise won. Nothing against him. Again. Yeah. No, again, not accessible. So he's not going to be accessible afterwards. Um, and he's, uh, I believe he got the Tory endorsement. So he is, the, he, he's got that against him. <laughs> now, I believe uh, Miguel Avila, he was, I think he was the MSA candidate. For yes, he was. yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. So like I did, I didn't get to see a lot of his stuff as he was running, but he's, he's part of that like Facebook, you know, political messenger thing uh and i see some of the stuff and it's you know i'm on i'm sort of on that i'm on track with that stuff like i i like what he's saying so i would have if i knew him better i think i would have as in if i was paying attention at the time i probably would have endorsed him okay this is like i don't know enough about chris so ward 14 uh you're gonna have to uh, hit me with the names on this one. one you're gonna have to hit yeah me. this is this is Paula Fletcher is the winner. Uh, yeah. Denise Welcott, James Dyson, John DeMarco, Wally Abro. I did endorse Wally Abro. I thought he had a, a chance, but but also but, uh, an MSA candidate too. But I will say that there was some Twitter chatter <clears throat> leading up to the election. Um, I don't really know what was going on, so I'm not going to really speculate, but. Um, it's Paula Fletcher. I guess she's a, a legend in those parts. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't understand why she doesn't move up to provincial or take a shot at the mayor's chair, but, uh, uh, she is the consummate example of a career politician. She needs, no you know, kidding. this is this is why we need term limits. We need to say, you know, thank you, Miss Fletcher, for your service, but it's time to go. We need a new voice. Um, and that's how we get stuck in these like in these twelve year long austerity runs, you know, of like these counselors who just want to stay in the seats. Well, going know, going back to going back to Ward 3 for a minute. I mean, Mark Grimes was the counselor for what 19 years since 2003. Oh, yeah. I think uh I can't uh Ward sorry. Ward oh, Ward 5. I'm pretty sure Nunziata has been the counselor there. I could be wrong. I think it's 30 something years. 35. I think it was 88. Wow. Why okay. hasn't she I was run born for in mayor? I Why was born in 88. Why hasn't she run for mayor? Because, oh, disgusting, you know? It's just mm. creature comforts of an easy job, I guess, you know, at this point. Uh, okay, so 
Paula Fletcher won that one. Award 15 is um, uh, uh, Jay Robinson. Jane Robinson. Now, okay, so I got yeah. some stuff to say there. So Sheena Sharp, I did an I did an interview. Uh, well, we did a debate, but nobody showed up. Oh well, I got Sheena Sharp one on one while Ebony was there. But Sheena Sharp, we did an interview. I, I connected with a lot of the things that she said, so I ended up endorsing her. What I don't understand is Jane Robinson. You know, she's a she, she's obviously a nice lady. I've got nothing against her, but. Number one, she's a she's a Tory person, so that's a non-starter. Number two, she's head of the TTC. Didn't I say during Is the she? election? Yeah, she was head of the TTC because you know how a counselor sits at the head. Uh, they have a CEO, yeah, yeah, yeah. so but she's not the CEO, but she's like the counselor head. Um, so she would have had to been in that meeting where they approved a twenty-one percent increase for Mister CEO Rick Leary. Right, we talked about this. So, but, but, but she was in on that meeting. She can't say she wasn't, she was in on that meeting. Um, and, uh, I mean, I recognize that she is the, she's got the name. She's got the thing about being the incumbent. So she had the advantage. I understand all of that. Um, I just wish, I guess I'm, I, I wish for a different result. The thing that I, I remember now most during the election with uh, Jay Robinson was her commentary about the city should be a museum to be curated and not like, but no, people live here. People live in the city. People need to be taken care of, not, not buildings. Like, I guess it's all heritage bullshit, you know, like, uh, so she's very, she's nimby as hell, uh, which I don't know. We don't need, in my opinion, we don't need. Oh, so she's, need. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. Did you just say that she's, Ooh. she's uh, all for historic buildings? Yeah. So, so did you know that uh, Bell Media who runs CP24 is moving out of the Queen Street building? Did you know that? Are they? Yeah. I did. Yeah. And. I was told, I was told two different things. I was told that the building is being redeveloped for condos. That iconic building is going to be remodeled for condos or torn down and then one's going to be built up. And then I was told, well, well, there's a, there's a heritage or a history or whatever the fuck application. So I was told two different things. So I'd be very interested to see what happens to that bill. I know that's in Ward 10, but... I'd be very interested to see what happens in that building because I mean, fuck, you know how many times I've driven by that building and I'm like, I, I pointed out to my kids, hey guys, see the Jeep in the in the wall? That's an iconic <laughs> building. You can't fucking tear that down. <laughs> I used to work across the street from there at a food stall, Jetson's Juicy Burgers. Terrible. Hey. I, uh, you know what, sometimes I used to work at uh, Simcoe Place, I used to be a security guard, and I used to walk up sometimes, because I, I, I'm not fucking walking all the way to Union Station to catch a fucking train to come up to Queen, to get off, to come up and, and catch the streetcar, fuck that, so I would just walk up Simcoe and, and wait for the streetcar there, so I just walk up 
Uh, so that's at Front Street in Simcoe. I would just walk up Simcoe to Queen and just get the, the streetcar. And I would see it every time. It would, uh, I, I like it, you know? Um, I can't fucking believe they're going to, uh, it's it's disappointing. I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll I guess we'll have to figure out what the deal is there. We'll 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 try to keep track of that. Yeah. Uh so Ward 17 is one that I abstained from. I didn't uh um endorse anybody. I believe the reason was because I didn't uh who's the incumbent? I can't remember. I fucking can't remember everything. Uh... <laughs> Oh, Shelly Carroll. Oh, sorry. Are we doing East or North? We're doing no, they're se- both, 17. They're both, I'm very sorry to say, both, all the Don Valleys. Boring. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Nothing going on. Um, Nothing going on in the Don Valleys. Enjoy Shelley. your counselor seats. You don't got, you just enjoy. You don't worry about it. Don Valley, you're cool. You're fine. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Shelly, sorry. Shelly Carroll is the <laughs> incumbent. Uh, you know, unless people are pissed off enough at the job she's doing, she's not going to get replaced. She's again another example of the career politician. <clears throat> yeah. So Ward eighteen. But also at the same time. Oh, sorry. At the same time, I don't know if she's done anything to like criticize that's and that's my ignorance of her positions not like an endorsement of her well don't worry because with this new podcast we're going to (laughs) keep track of voting records stuff we are are gonna stuff we're we're gonna disagree on maybe sometimes agree on i've signed up for uh matt elliott's uh council watcher so uh we got we got stats we'll have numbers perfect it'll be exciting I'll I'll leave that in your capable hands. <laughs> All right, that's on me. Um, right. Ward eighteen. So Ward eighteen, John Fillion retired, um, and you notice how he retired. He didn't go to the prov- to the province. He retired because he knows it's his time to go. Uh, so his chief of staff, Marcus O'Brien Fear, uh, I probably said that wrong. I fuck up names. Uh, so. He uh he ran in his place against um help me out here. <laughs> oh Lily Chang. Yes, Lily Chang. Uh, my partner was that on, the was that the big competition, Lily and Marcus? Yes, my partner on the other podcast, Ebony, she endorsed Lily Chang. I didn't know enough. Um Lily was again um uh, another like just like Chara. I couldn't finalize the time to sit down and talk with her uh to do the interview i just got really really busy so uh sorry lily but i'm glad you won lily won and she's a fresh new female voice on council something that they really really need uh and uh you know great things and I'll, i'll i'll tell you this i said this i believe i said something like this on on the youtube address you know after I interviewed Marcus O'Brien Fuhrer, I was going to endorse him. And then I found out John Tory oh. endorsed him. And then I found out, <laughs> and then I found out he accepted the endorsement because when somebody oh, endorses no. you, you can, you can not accept the endorsement. Apparently that's a thing, but he accepted it. 
And uh, so, I, I mean, mean, and that you just have to accept everything that comes with the endorsement. Right? <laughs> oh. Sorry, Marcus. Sucks. So now we're at your ward. So. No, no, not yet. Yeah, we're, oh, 19. Sorry, ward 19. Yeah. Uh, Beaches East York. You know, uh, this was an open ward, yeah? No, no. Uh, Brad Bradford was right, the right, incumbent, right, 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 and also right. he did win re-election. Right, right, right. Brad uh, Bradford, but, John Tory's boy. So this uh, this ward I was <laughs> shooting for uh, Jenny Warden, who I met on uh, one of the one of the bells on Kingston bike rides. She's just incredibly nice, incredibly smart, very community oriented. I really wanted her to win, and I'm you know if she if she guns. For it four years from now, I'll still be rooting for her. She's like, in my mind, she's a superstar candidate. Uh, well, about her, like, again, one of the ones I wasn't, I wasn't able to um, interview. It was probably my fault. I'm not really clear what happened, but uh, it was probably my fault. Uh, I wish I could have gotten a chance to interview her. Uh, I didn't really interview anyone from this ward. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I, don't, thinking I, of your like podcast, I don't think so. I endorsed Adam Smith because of the debate. You know, he, he spoke clearly and the, he brought knowledge that I used in, in future debates um, about the number. He said he said, we don't have a housing crisis. That was his take. He's like, we ha we have a homeless crisis. We don't have a housing crisis because he said he said there are what, 10 12,000 at the most homeless uh, on the streets. He's like, there's 26 vacant units, 26,000 vacant units in the city of Toronto. Put them in the units. I mean, that makes sense. That's uh, I don't, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where I don't know the numbers, so I can't be like, he's right or wrong. But if his numbers are correct, then it's like, yes. <laughs> absolutely you know well, funnily enough he was the first one to bring the numbers so i mean we'll take them yeah yeah no this isn't me like being skeptical this is just me saying like i mean it it sounds good and i mean there were other candidates there nothing against frank mara but he he's Blake Acton, uh, he's a Blake Acton supporter, so that's a non-starter for me. But oh, really, we'll uh, we'll get to Frank that. Mara? Yeah, yeah. Wow, oh, yeah. strong, weird. We'll get, we'll get to Odd. that. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, so yeah, so Brad Bradford won. He's John Tory's boy. We'll see what happens. Now we're going to talk about your your award. So before we talk about your competitors, yeah. let's talk about you. Um, we might have covered we might have covered this in your interview, but for new listeners of the municipals, why don't you tell them uh, when you decided you wanted to run, what led up to it, and then sort of explain the process that you went through. Go ahead. I guess I'll I'll give it a shot. Um, I mean, so. I had toyed with the idea of running in May because I, I mean, I was so interested. Right. And it, it just seemed. There's something about municipal politics where as an individual, it costs you a hundred dollars and 25 signatures 
and you're allowed to run. Unlike provincial or federal politics, where it's like you need to get behind the backing of a party, you know? So it's like, from that angle, it was cool that it was something accessible to me. On the other hand, I also, uh, as I said to you uh, with our interview, Doug Ford had just won re-election with a stronger majority than he had with, you know, the four years that I thought he had done a very, very poor job. And so my thought was who I am as a, how I'm living in the city of Toronto as what I would consider a lower income person, knowing that there would be no help from the provincial government for people like me was my inspiration to run for municipal government because it felt like that was where I could do the most direct good with my experience of living on a lower income because it's it's hard uh i mean so that's that's really my inspiration for running and my policies were more centered around affordability public services uh i i wanted to push for a municipal minimum wage uh reduction in the, the police budget, uh, municipal broadband, I'd said, I don't know. I had, there was, there's stuff going on, you know, I had thoughts and so, I was very excited to share. Let me, them. let me jump in for a second. So, so you came up with this in May. So January, February, March, you didn't think about it. I, no, not really. I was, uh, I was in a very, I don't know. I get seasonal, I don't know what's going on with my voice right now. It's really kind of <laughs> going, but, <laughs> but uh, I was really, I mean, I guess I was also really going through a, a dark, a strangely like depressing time where I was feeling actually, <laughs> it is good that you brought it up. I wasn't really thinking about that because I was feeling very powerless in my personal life. I mean, I still, in a lot of ways, I still do and very depressed it doesn't obviously doesn't help. It's the winter months. It's dark all the time. And, you know, you get all these darker thoughts. I don't know if I had this. I think I had this conversation with you over the phone where I brought up uh, not that I had a personal connection with her or to any of her things, but the death of Betty White really just like yes threw me for a, a depressive loop, <laughs> which really like shocked me. And yeah, that stuff really did. Um, factor into my running my my feeling powerless not not betty white betty white wasn't a factor <laughs> but just the state i was in you know tell me about it the green ranger died yesterday so oh yeah that that is <clears throat> that is universally sad yeah. <sighs> the power rangers is just such a unifying you know matt how old are you i'm gonna be 40 <laughs> in january oh okay yeah so Power Rangers really is our, would be our age Well, group. let me stop you there, because I only watched the first season, because that's the only one that counts. No, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Listen, I, you don't need to, I don't need to push you to Neo, Turbo, In Space, I don't even know what the Galaxy. fuck you're talking about. <laughs> that's more embarrassing for me. Don't worry about it. So... So the process. So once you decided to run, um, I guess you, you spoke it over with your family and then walk me through uh, 
you you had to get the paperwork, get the signatures. How how did that all go? Um, did you just ask neighbors for their signatures? Did you and then you set up the? I guess you 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 filed your paperwork. You had to set up the bank account. Walk me through all that stuff, just for for our <laughs> listeners, because because honestly, I've been following municipal politics for 12 years and i still don't know what the fucking process is because yeah. nobody talks about it people don't talk nobody talks about the minutiae um but getting signatures for me i was i was very fortunate in that as i've said to you before i work as a concierge at a building downtown and not to toot my own horn but i am i'd like to think that i'm very good at my job in the sense that people really like me which is i you can tell i have a problem inflating myself up because i'm laughing at the concept of saying that people like me um and so it was just really it was just i felt self-conscious but i was like i can get 25 people from this building no problem and i did and even when i brought in the signatures and they're like oh where's uh where's your own signature i was like i could endorse myself like i was thinking there are rules about People in my own household who couldn't sign. Again, I did not look too much so, into it. So, so your I signatures. Get, it wasn't your, me. So your signatures didn't come from people inside your ward. That's the trick. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah. it's 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 all good. Um, so no, that's 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 awesome. So so <laughs> then you filed your paperwork and then walk me through it. I mean. Uh, it really was, um, you know, getting emails, so many surveys, like you probably get upwards of, ugh, I, I can't give a number. I mean, cause I was, I was going to say like 200. I was like, no, no, that's too much. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> uh, but you get a bunch of surveys that ask you for your like positions, which I really like obviously filling out because again, I was never quite sure I knew how to present myself or my ideas. So all of these quizzes and surveys were really great to to give the ideas out so like the toronto vote compass the toronto public library know your vote um oh my god the local to um their coverage was amazing of their online stuff it just uh they they paid attention to what people were saying online and they wrote little blurbs of their platforms and it was like brilliant they did great stuff um and so I talked to you, obviously. I talked to um, a couple of students from the S University of Toronto Scarborough Campus Student Union. That was cool. Uh, Ty and Lee. Uh, you know, and then you get invited to some events. And if you're me and you don't have too much in the way of visibility, you just say, yeah, I'm going to come. Because, you know, you want people to see you. I don't know. It was I loved running. Running was so much fun. <laughs> and, you know, uh, let's talk about the other, your competitors in your ward. Um, you're going to have to help me out here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there were eight people in Scarborough Southwest. Uh, I wonder if I could actually do it in order of vote total. If I can do it by, I could be wrong. No one's going to fact check me. It's fine. <laughs> so Gary Crawford, incumbent, yeah. Uh, we don't like him, but he got reelected. So, uh, but who came in second place was uh, Parthi Cadavell. Now, personally, I like Parthi a lot. 
I met Parthi as he was canvassing, actually. He came to my house, and I actually got to reveal myself to him as a candidate. And his 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 most pressing thing was that he he was opposed to development of these super tall condos. Now, my position is, I mean, again, my position is we need more housing. We're, we're, you know, if we find out that Adam Smith is smarter than me and he knows better than I do, I'll, I'll take that. But my position is, from my position of what I know is we need more houses. So I would not be opposed to I don't know a sixty-story condo or whatever he was. Yeah, but you're, you're Yeah, but the whole point is that the fucking condos are not. They're not going to build condos for low-income well, okay, people. Okay, no, that's true. That's true. That is <clears throat> true. But that's. I don't believe that is that is part of these opposition to it. Uh, <laughs> you are correct, and that I think that's always the fear when we talk about we got to have housing built, and it's like we all think well. That'll just we know it has to go hand in hand, building housing and legislation to bring prices down. And condos are not going to be the affordable housing. You're absolutely correct. Um, but I again, I don't believe Parthi was opposing it um, for affordable reasons. I believe he was uh, fighting it in the name of uh, what I think is a terrible cop out neighborhood character, which is just code word for don't do anything. And that only benefits rich, comfortable people. Is that part of uh, uh, NIMBYism? Yes. And Parthi, I say this, I say this with love because I like Parthi. I like Parthi as a person. He he was the NIMBY champ of the ward. Even I think even more so than Gary. But if there was a chance for Parthi to win. I do know I would have liked to have had a a chance to talk to him because when I showed him my my literature, he did point out a couple of my policies that he liked, and I would have, if he won, I would have, really would have loved to have pushed him those policies. So the I, municipal I, I, broadband. I got a couple of questions for you. So the 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 debates that you okay. did, the not mine because I I know the result of mine, but the yeah, in person the all ones, candidates meeting. Did Gary Crawford show up? Yeah, he came. I was surprised. We only had one, to be clear. So he only had one to show up to, which, but I was very surprised and impressed that he did come. Did you all take because shots again, at him? Oh my God. Oh, it got between Gary and Parthi, it got so spicy. And I, I mean that in like, it was, you know, Gary would say something and Parthi would just be like, oh, please, Gary, that's, you know, like really up in the theatrics. But you also have to understand that also, I am a weird person who doesn't just sit normally. So I'd be like doing this, making faces. And <laughs> Philip DeCruz will tell you, there's like this lady in the back who was loving it. Like I, I really got inspired by some of those people at this uh, debate. Uh, but yeah, it was it was mostly Gary and Parthi going at each other. It was Gary and Parthi going at each other. Uh, me saying my own thing. Kevin pretending he was above it all. And uh, Lorenzo being the most boring, uninspired former counselor of all time. Like, it was really shocking that he was even there at all. And he wasn't even supposed to be. He showed up last second, but it was fine. It was fine. Wow. wow. And that's Ward 20. Uh, let's whip through the rest of these real quick. Uh, Ward 21, uh, you're going to have to help me out again. Sorry. Well, 
Pers- okay, so it's Michael Thompson. And oh, yes. Obviously, I the big deal there is the uh, <laughs> oh. sexual assault uh, uh, okay. allegation. Yeah. I'll just say this right out. I'll just say this right out. And if he's watching, he's watching. If he's not, he's not. Michael Thompson, you need to resign. I don't care that you won the election. (laughs) You're facing criminal charges. Not only are you facing criminal charges, but you are facing severe criminal charges. You need to resign because your efforts are going to be uh, defending yourself, which is your right in court. That is your right. Um, you are innocent until proven guilty. I understand that. However, because your efforts are going to be uh, defending yourself, your efforts are not going to be as the counselor of Ward 21, and therefore you need to resign. I did. I think that's an absolutely fair position. I did endorse uh, Kiri Vadavalu. We fuck up names. Um, uh, I, I, I really. Kiri. I connected with his story of going uh, from TCHD building to TCHD building and whether or not he could get in and stuff. Um, he was posting a lot of that stuff on like uh, Twitter and, and Instagram. Uh, so I, and I he really had an eviction too. Good. Yeah. So Kiri, I met up with him. We we're aligned in a lot of ways. Uh, he was also the MSA candidate for war 21. Very smart guy he's experienced the struggle he he's aware of it he gets it did you know that you were endorsed by the msa for ward 20 i believe i don't i don't think that's true because Corey david was running oh sorry sorry you're right right. (laughs) no no it's all good i completely forgot about Corey david oops i i didn't mention him which Corey was and i mean we had the debate and as you as you noted about our, well, I mean, debate, because we really just agreed. Uh, and I mean, it was nice. And our positions were mostly the same and just like kind of little, oh, Corey, actually, I have a thought here. Oh, Philip, that's so nice. <laughs> Such a great debate. I And I've also, I've met Corey in person. Good dude. Like Corey. Sorry. Anything, anything else you 20, want? But Corey's a good dude. Anything else you want to say on Ward 21 before we move on? Um, No, it's really... For me, Kiri, Kiri would have been my choice. Sucks that Michael Thompson's there. I don't disagree with you about the fact that he should resign. Awesome. <laughs> that's my that's <clears throat> my Michael Thompson resign face. <laughs> uh, Ward twenty two. <coughs> I think it was. I think this uh, was another. This was, I think, a pretty boring one, except for the two mantas. And the joke of that, Nick Mantis, the incumbent, and Antonio's uh, running, and apparently running simply because his name would come above Nick Mantis. Are they related? No. Oh. <laughs> it's a, that's Listen, I don't think there's anything interesting about that ward other than that story. And well, that story I, is hilarious, but that's it. I disagree with you. I disagree with you on that. I will tell you... What's his name? The guy at the top of the list. I can't think of Anthony his name. Anthony Internicola? Internicola. Uh, I did an interview with him. He's very passionate about um, mental health. Um, unfortunately, you know, Ooh, mental health is not a, not a big plank uh, uh, in terms of city politics. I think it should be, but, you know. Anyway, um, 
you know, I just think he's very passionate about wanting to help people and, um, you know, with mental health issues and stuff like that. Um, I did endorse him. Sucks he didn't win, but uh, there's always next time. <clears throat> but I think that's it for War 22. Uh, War 23 is... Uh, huh. uh, yeah, that was uh, Cynthia Lye, unfortunately. Fortunately, um, she did pass away. Um, nobody could have called that. But because I, I, I listen, this isn't pro picks or betting picks, but um, maybe if she is alive, she's the counselor today. Maybe it's not Jamal Myers, even though I endorse Jamal Myers. But this is the world we live in, and she did pass away. And Jamal Myers is the um, candidate. And I can't, you know, he was one of the first, uh, he was the second, I believe the, the second person I interviewed. And he and I don't sit wow. on the same uh, uh, side of the political aisle. I think he's more your side than my side. And um, this is, this is, this is what I mean. Like, we don't agree. However, we had that interview and we were able to speak and 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 maybe even score points with each other because i mentioned what one of the things that i i was going on early on about the uh, in the election i don't know if i covered it when i interviewed you is you know the city's bleeding money we have all these grants that we give grants loans whatever you want to call them to organizations that hold events the events that are absolutely important to the city absolutely there's no question about that however however it seems they should be self-sufficient. Exactly, because these organizations are attracting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in advertising sponsorship, corporate sponsorship, all that kind of shit. I'm going to specifically call out Pride, the Scotiabank, Car for fuck's sakes, it's called the Scotiabank Caribbean Carnival. <laughs> Scotiabank, hello? <laughs> There's the Santa Claus Listen, parade. They're bleeding, they're bleeding money. The Scotiabank, they, they need all the help they can get. The Scotiabank. And, and the city is paying <laughs> each one of these organizations for these events anywhere from 25,000 to 50,000 to 200,000. I don't know what the exact number is, but I know the number is somewhere in there. And if you add that up, okay, so that for Pride, that for the Carnival, that for the Santa Claus Parade, that for, you know, Taste of the Danforth until this year, RIP Taste of the Danforth. And then there's, you know, Taste of Little Italy. There's the fucking, there's others, there's Rib Fest, there's the CNE. All that shit comes from the city. But can we afford but it? Like if we're paying for it, like if we're if you're paying anyways, you pay it. I don't know. It's you pay an admission. It's again, as as I've said, it could be self. It could be self sufficient. So so when I brought all this up to Jamal, he said, you know, there are room. There's there will be room to have those difficult decisions or difficult conversations, and and you know that's. <clears throat> excuse me that's all i wanted to hear was that you'd be willing to have the conversation no matter what the outcome of that conversation was that's not what i'm trying i'm not going to try to say well this is what the outcome should be no 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 all i want to know is that you're willing to have the conversation because that's a check mark in yeah. my books and that's why i endorsed him i think he's a great candidate i'm excited for him i can't wait to see what he does um very no, good I for agree. scarborough i I think he wants to protect Malvern Mall from being torn down. 
what do you think about I, i'm not too i don't know too much about what's the deal what's uh so i think malvern mall is being uh they want to repurpose it and build condos surprise surprise um <laughs> and uh he's trying to protect it um i, I can't i don't really remember honestly the the interview was so long ago um, you'd probably have to go back and look at it um, for the exact wording and what he used. Uh, but, you know, honestly, like, I think all malls should be protected. You know, uh, uh, have you ever heard of Woodbine Center? It's in my ward, Ward 1. They were originally going to tear that fucking thing down because across the street from Woodbine Center is the Woodbine Racetrack where they have the casino, which they expanded. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to tear down woodbine center and fucking make it a parking lot so that more people could come and gamble but have you ever heard of fantasy fair uh no so fantasy fair is an indoor quote-unquote these are their words not mine quote-unquote amusement park that is in Woodbine Center. Now, it's iconic because it's been there since I was a fucking kid. I had my eighth birthday party there. Um, is that like LARPing or no? Do I have no idea what this is? No, no. It's a, it's so it's a it's a it's like a there's a fucking carousel. There's a train. Oh, OK. It's it like literally is like a amusement park. It's yeah. at a mall. Yeah. OK, uh, shit. It's, right, it's, cool. it's really good for little little kids. Uh, any older than 10, they probably wouldn't have fun. Maybe they would. I don't know. Here's my, what the uh, fuck do I know? Here's my side <laughs> thought for you for Ward 23. Um, regardless of what you think of the candidates, I mean, we're both on the same page. I like Jamal. You like Jamal. Do you think, I don't ignore the concept that it would cost money to run a by-election. Do you think, given the fact that uh, Cynthia Lai passed away and there were already votes cast for her, do you think that it would have been worth it to have a by-election for Ward 23? My answer to that would be yes and no. Yes, because it's the right thing to do, but no, because ultimately it will cost the city money that they cannot afford. Yeah, it's 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 a rhetorical situation where it's like I can say, oh, pretend money isn't a factor, but obviously money is a factor. <laughs> Especially with the chief in charge and he can't balance a fucking checkbook. Uh anyway. <laughs> Ward well, twenty four. Hold it, hold it. We're getting there. We're we're so close. Ward twenty four, uh Paul Ainsley. You know, I said in my YouTube address, thank you, Mr. Ainsley, for your your hard work i'm sure that you've done good but it's time to walk away he um i think besides francis nunziata he's the next in line that's been there the longest uh it's time oh, wow. it's it and it doesn't disregard anything that he's been able to accomplish but it's time for a fresh vo uh, voice in ward 24 um i did endorse uh habiba desai i think she's a would be a great addition uh again it's that female voice and you know the people of scarborough they need a change i mean these counselors paul ainsley for example he's been there and he's not fighting for scarborough you guys are getting robbed in terms of transit 
a billion oh, yeah. a, a billion dollars a kilometer to dig the fucking subway. Do you know what I would say to that? Find somebody cheaper. What the fuck? A billion dollars a kilometer. Debacle, the line three debacle is just a shit show that I I really wish there was some kind of consequence, some kind of some kind of you know how they're having <laughs> the emergency meeting for uh or not the emer- the meeting for the the federal government's use of the emergencies act i would i would like for us to have i think that's like a sean McAuliffe position to have more public inquiries into our government's shitty response well phil part of the fucking problem is, is that and i've said this on the podcast Part of the fucking problem is that they keep having the transit conversation over and over and over again. They had it during right, David we Miller. Did ta- they, we did. Shit. Yeah, they right, had it during Rob Ford, and they had it during John Tory. How many different times did they change? Each time they wanted it changed, they they brought it up, and it cost money, and it cost this, and it cost that. The city can't fucking plan it if you can't make up your minds, and then you know. It's completely fucked up. And the people of Scarborough are the ones paying the price. I mean, the, the taxpayer yeah. all, all around are paying, but but you guys are paying because honestly, I, I'm going to be real honest with you right now. The line three should have been taken behind the barn and shot and put out of its miserably misery years ago. And it shouldn't even be a, a, a fucking factor right now because you should already have the extension. It should already be. We done. should already have whatever replaced that. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And now, I mean, I, I think I said this to you uh, when we interviewed, but now it's going to be eight years of shuttle buses for this, it's a very important route that gets people to downtown. Like as, as long as you can hit the subway system, really in Toronto, you hit the subway system, you're good. You're downtown. It's, you know, other than closures or whatever, we're pretending the TTC runs at perfect all the time, which is a lie of fantasy. Thank but you, Jane Robinson. If <laughs> as long as you're as long as you're relatively close to a subway, you can get through the city really quickly. And that includes, you know, if you're by the RT, you know, that connects you to the subway and you're good to go. Shuttle buses are just, they're not, they're not as, they're just not going to work as well. Because, of course, they're beholden to traffic signals and traffic. And it's just, it's more ways that Scarborough continues to have a delayed uh, commute. Especially in the cold-ass winter. You you must feel... Scarborough... People of Scarborough must feel like they're in a fucking third-world country in some aspects. Like, in terms of transit, absolutely. Like, there's just... There's huge chunks of uh, the East End that just aren't served at all. It's, it's shameful. It's really disgusting. And, yeah, I think that is just dithering by Scarborough councillors. And, well, dithering and... The opposite of dithering too much involvement where they won't shut the fuck up and just make a decision and stick to it well and of course now they are sticking to decisions so it's like we're getting it okay just get it done you screwed us over you've waited too long that's the thing they took too long and now it costs as much as it does 
So before we wrap up, uh, we're going to do 25 and then we'll, we'll touch on the mayor race. But for next week, guys, I think Phil and I, we're going to have Chloe on. Um, if we get a chance, I want to talk about transit. I, I want to talk about uh, what she's doing now. I, I want to talk about, you know, what it was like for her to uh, be in the mayor's race and to be right next to John Tory and tell John Tory that you collect dust. I think that was great. Oh, and if she lets stop, us put Holly. that on a t-shirt, we're going to do that. I'm so excited. Uh, so if you can think of any questions uh, and that uh, fill me as well and our listeners email us at the municipals pod at yahoo.com with your questions. You can hit us up on Twitter uh, at the municipals. Uh, we're here. You can hit up Phil. Uh, Phil, what's your thing again? I can't remember. Oh, it's uh, at PJ for TO. And uh, my counselor account, but I'm still doing it. And you can hit me up. Uh, you can hit me up on any of my show podcast uh, um, Twitters. I do have a personal one, but uh, it's not as well known. Um, so just hit me on one of the show ones. I'll see it. Uh, so let's go with Ward 25. Uh, this one, I didn't endorse anyone. To be honest with you, Jennifer McKelvey, as great as a person as she might be, um, she's a Tory uh, person, so that's a non-starter for me. And honestly, and I'll say this publicly, I didn't, I don't, I didn't like, I didn't feel that the other two candidates um, were strong enough to beat her. Uh, there was some quote-unquote drama which I'm not going to get into between those two candidates it kind of turned me away from endorsing either of them which is not to say you know I'm sure they're wonderful people I'm sure they had a great platform but uh, just for me 25 was a non-starter I, I skipped it in the YouTube address and I'm gonna skip it again <laughs> well I, I was 100% for uh, Jacinta. I, I hope that's how you pronounce her name. I feel once we fuck, again. Hey, we share. fuck. You got to plug yeah. it. We yeah, fuck yeah. up names. <laughs> we fuck up names. Um, but, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I was concerned about running, like very personally, was my concern was that I wouldn't be able to get my ideas across in a way that other people understood. And one of the things that was very kind of fulfilling for me personally was to have people listen to me talk and then be like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I'm getting to a point. I'm, 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 I'm beginning there. Um, Jacinta sent me a message on Twitter that was just kind of like, you know, I want you to know that I see the effort you're putting in. Like I see the work you're putting in. Your ideas are great. Like she really, she did a great job hyping me up and which was incredible. And I know that she, she does a lot of work with, oh God, I've, I had a conversation with her. It was really great. <laughs> She's, I, I really liked her and I think she would have been super great for the ward. I just, now I'm like, oh no, what did she do that? I was like, that would make her good as a counselor, but I'm forgetting it. Uh, it's okay. We all have those days. 
Um, but anyways, she rules is what I'm trying to say. And I, I will say, you know, the last six months doing this election, honestly, it's like I've gotten a college level education on municipal politics. Um, and I'm very blessed. And I, I want to thank before we rip any of the mayor candidates apart i want to thank everybody that i interviewed that i interacted with that came to a debate that reached out that message that emailed that anything that i left out in between seriously thank you we phil and i and also ebony and i we didn't mean and we don't mean any offense to anything we're saying these are just our thoughts um so if you're offended we apologize we we're not trying to offend you. We're just being honest. And with that, we'll uh, we'll close the show by uh, going through the mayoral candidates. Um, do you want me to rip John Tory now or save him for the end? We'll save him. We'll save him for the end. Yeah, let's let's. It's the juicy steak of uh, mayoral candidates of ripping into John Tory. Uh, where would you like to begin? Let's start with Blake Acton. Blake Acton. Fuck that guy. So he he <laughs> want, oh shit. <laughs> no, he wanted to bring back Carding and Tavis. And listen, the city is different from when when I was even a teenager to now. Um I think I, I, I read it on Twitter, and actually I agree with it. Even if I don't like it, I agree with it. Toronto is now more of a, a I'd say a left-leaning city. So shit like, even if, okay, I want to be careful how I say this. Carding is is racist because it, it cannot be controlled. It cannot be monitored. So the people that are using carding are, are targeting people, whether they're black, white, Asian, it's racist. It's humans. So humans are in charge of doing it and they've got the biases. Right. So. Things like carding in a left-leaning, left-leaning city—they're not going to fly. They're just—it's just—it's a non-starter. Um, and and he—I I called him out on it. I don't know if he heard it, but I called him out on it, and he doubled down on Twitter. And I, whatever. And then you know what's funny, Phil. I can't wait. And maybe in a future episode, we'll play the clip. Because guess what? These, these two podcasts, I own them. I own all the content. <laughs> I'm not beholden to anybody. I can do whatever I want with That's my right. content. And in my content is my interview with Blake Acton, to which he says, I, I'm not going to quote him because I don't exactly remember it. But from memory, <laughs> it goes something like... Um, um, I'm only running in this one election. And then if I don't win, I'm moving out of the city, something like that. I'll get the exact, cause I'll play the clip on a future episode. Cause I can't wait because we're what, uh, it's been, it's what a month after the election or a month, yeah, yeah. month after the election, oh, yeah. he's, he's already come out and said, I'm going to run again in four years. <laughs> so, so, so I can't wait. I wonder, I wonder one which one of his future uh, uh, candidates uh, uh, opponents is going to come to me and want to 
rent the footage or the the clip of of him saying that. Yeah, it's like sex. That's just bottom line. He's an authoritarian, oh. and he doesn't yes. respect people's like privacy as well. Like he was constantly taking the pictures with. Uh, like the unhoused people, and like I will fix this. It's like you're not their lord. Fuck off. What about the all the pictures of the garbage? <sighs> well, I mean, <laughs> the problem is that he's not wrong because we were all saying the same shit about. Oh, sorry. That we need to get to the. You're you're too early. We're not at the juicy steak of Tory yet because that's actually a fair criticism of John Tory. Like okay. that, but we were all saying that. That's not that's not a Blake Acton original. That's uh that's a universal you live in the city, so you see there's garbage. <laughs> you know, that's well, not a Blake Acton original. That's that's well put. Uh moving on. <laughs> yeah. I think I agree with what you said. <laughs> moving on. Who's next? Now we're not we're not gonna go through all 31 of the mayoral candidates. No, no, right? we're only going through the highlights. <laughs> only through our faves. Uh so I met I met Gil actually a few times. Gil Penalosa. Oh, we're gonna do him uh, now. <laughs> oh, is it too soon? Oh no. I I imagine, you know, here's the thing. Uh I like I liked Gil's ideas. But I, I think I liked him more personally. I liked him more as like a very nice grandpa figure who, God, you need to understand. I met this guy and I had my dad pick me up at one of these events and I got him to shake my dad's hand. And Gil said to my dad, you know, your son is doing such a great job. And it filled me with so much warmth and like, just love. Oh, He's fiddle. like my political grandfather, you know? Oh, yeah. like, I almost feel bad for what I'm about to do. Listen, I I understand that he he did not run a perfect campaign. And I, I almost feel bad every- for what I'm about to do. So here we go. Are you ready? All right. Number well, one. Then he, can he, I at least... Wait, wait, wait. wait oh, sorry, wait, go wait. ahead. You, can, you finish. Yeah. Let, me, let me finish my warmth of... Of you know what? Actually, no. I I finished. I told you my grandfatherly respect for Gil Penalosa. So <laughs> proceed to rip my grandfather apart. So <laughs> he he has a charity, eight eighty cities, which means he's literally had a voice in all these other cities. Which means that in four years he'll be running for mayor in some other city somewhere else, and Toronto will be a oh, thing okay. of the past. So you think it's like not. So you think it's just not authentic? Yes. And number number Ultimately. two, number two, I think that if he had won, we would be meeting the real Gil Penalosa the day after the election of which he would have won. Um, uh, that didn't happen. And uh, thanks for that. And the third thing is that um, I, I don't know why. I, 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 I have no fucking clue why. Why, if you're running and you have a legitimate, because I'll, I'll, even if I don't like him, I will agree with you. He had a legitimate shot in beating John Tory and he fucked himself when he compared Rob Ford 
to a donkey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, saying yeah, yeah. that saying we that a donkey this. could have done a better job running the city than <laughs> Rob Ford. And I'll say this. I said this in my Rob Ford episode. I'll say it again now on the municipals for the first time on the municipals. But you've heard me say it before. I will take Rob Ford stoned out of his fucking mind <laughs> over most of the counselors stone cold sober. And that's what I think of Gil Penalosa. And you know, here's the thing. Uh, if if there is a component of Gil that is he got elected, and you know there was like a dark side to Gil, I think that would have been so much sadder for me as <laughs> the realization that my political grandfather it was actually uh, Palpatine. You know, like uh, so. You know, maybe it's for the best for my soul that he didn't win the mayoral election. Who's next? Uh, you want to talk about Sarah Kleimanhag? Uh, yes, I would like you to start. So, <laughs> Sarah Kleimanhag, um, when she registered, just like I did with you, I sent her an email. Uh, she responded. We did an interview. And then was maybe a month after the interview, I realized that she was interviewing other candidates, mayoral and uh, counselor. And I was like, it kind of seems like a, like a fucking conflict of interest. Oh, whatever. I wasn't going to acknowledge her because I'm doing what I'm doing and I don't have a dog in the race. So I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. So then we did the debate, the mayoral debate, the cluster fuck that it was. And she Fucking so so this is what I heard, and I'm gonna tell you what I heard. And if I'm wrong, email me and tell me I'm wrong. I dare anybody within the sound of my voice, if I'm wrong, email me and tell me I'm wrong and tell me what really happened. So the day of the mayoral debate, the one I hosted, the one I organized, um, because I don't have a dog in the fight. Um what happened was um she took part in it, but she was in the in the park, and she claims that her cell phone da is gonna was gonna die, so she wasn't gonna be able to finish the um, the debate, which yeah. she knew about it for a week and a half. She knew when it was gonna happen. Um, I was told there was a party in the park that she was attending. I don't know if it was a political function or just a regular party whatever um that's what i was told i think i remember that yeah so huh. there's that oh and by the way sorry I, i'm gonna go back to blake acton for a minute one more point i wanted to make i'm so fucking tired of these candidates and i'm uh, mostly him but some other ones as well say all oh, the, the media the media the media this guy was offered by me, by Sarah, which I'll go back to her in a minute, and by other uh, 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 mayoral debates that popped up after mine, he was offered a spot to go. He declined. He was only oh. interested if oh, John, Tory John Tory was there. So if you're going to sit there and go, well, the media ignored me. No, no, they didn't. Because 
You took your ball and you went home. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Getting back to Sarah. So, so then we did the debate, right? And then about a week later, I find out she's organizing her own mayoral debate. What the fuck? How can a mayoral yeah, candidate organize a mayoral debate? I don't know the answer to these questions, but my questions would be <laughs> who picked the moderator? Who picked yeah, the questions? Who picked the questions? Yeah. Did she know about the questions before the other candidates? I well, didn't she I didn't watch it because I won't watch it because I won't give her ratings because I feel like she saw what I was doing and wanted to copy it. I was doing the interviews. She started doing the interviews. I was doing the debates. She want, She started uh, with debates. Oh, what the fuck? And then I find out, from not from me, from other candidates who claim she took pieces of their, their campaign and put them in her own. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't like... Again, it goes back to me saying that I don't, we can agree to disagree and then we can still work together. But if I can't trust you, I can't work with you. There has to be, a, even if it's just a small element of trust, there has to, it has to be there or I can't work with you. Can you imagine if, if somebody was to confide in, in, in person A confides in person B this is what I want to do. I'm going to run for mayor. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and, and watch me do this and watch me do that. And then person B runs for the same fucking job. And, and takes... then they take that stuff. So that's what I think about that. Again, email me if you think I'm wrong, if you disagree with me, the municipals pod at yahoo.com. I can't wait to hear from any of you. Um, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> our, our buddy, old Phil, Philip DeCruz. Philip DeCruz. Phil squared. That's me and him. We're, uh, we're Phil squared. Yes. I'm Phil too because I'm younger. I'm okay with that. I've, I've accepted my role and my place in society. Uh, whenever I, w- Phil. whenever I, I tell my wife I talk to Phil and she's like, old or young? <laughs> <laughs> the two Phils. Um, he's a great guy. He is... Uh, amazing he's so fucking nice um he's great conversationalist he's the pure he's the purest form of wanting to run on the simple pure thought of making the city better and you know i i believe he wanted to do that and i endorsed phil and i voted for him he got my vote and you know what he is he he does have the distinction of being the nicest candidate. All right, let's um let's talk about Chloe Brown, but we'll just talk about her briefly cuz she'll be back she'll be here next week. Um yeah. So, you I know what, s- actually all I'll say is Yeah, no no, you, I think you go you ahead. I have more you to say, ahead. so I'm just going to very quickly say um obviously incredibly smart very good policies. I really want to, I was going to meet her. She was going to come to Scarborough the Saturday before the election. 
Now I didn't I didn't push anything and I saw she had like tweeted a few things where like the TTC had shut down or something. So I didn't push it or anything. But I was excited to meet her. Didn't work out. I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, obviously no malice there, but uh I think Chloe she showed up in those debates as fairly unknown, fucking whipped John Tory, a new asshole. Really just like came out, surprised everyone. And just uh, came in third with very little financial support. Good for you. Like, fucking killed it. Absolutely. You know, as she likes to say, she's a, a policy analyst. She knows where and when to attack John Tory. And um, it's sad that she didn't win because I absolutely believe she would have crushed it and would have been able to maybe reverse a lot of the shit that's been happening the last eight years. Um, great, yeah. great person. I enjoyed our personal interview. She showed up to the mayoral debate. She is accessible. That's a key thing. Again, going back to that, it's accessibility. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing person. Can't say it enough. Uh, but we'll talk more uh, about her and to her <laughs> next week. Uh, let's move on to... Um, Who's left? Uh, I'll briefly touch on uh, Robert Hatton. You know, I didn't get a chance to uh, meet him personally or sorry, or interview him, but he did show up to the debate. He did have to leave, but you know, he's knowledgeable. Um, I don't know uh, that he outright came for Tory, but um, you know, every one of those 31 candidates is there because they think they can do a better job that, or sorry, every one of the 30 of the 31 candidates is there because they think they can do a better job than John Tory and obviously disagree with the yeah. job he was doing. So there's got to be a little bit of that. So, I mean, he is knowledgeable. Um, I wish I could have gotten a one-on-one -on -one with him, but, you know, for, I guess we didn't have the time. Uh, the other ones I wanted to comment on, Soad uh, Hossein, I think I said it right. You know, we fuck up names. Um, I think I think that I think you actually did pretty good. I think that is. Uh, I think again, I I can't be the expert here, so don't don't let me be the guy who hypes you up. Is yeah, you you got the name right. Not me, uh, but we. I think we, you did get it right. We did do a personal interview. I he showed up at the debate. I think he's really smart. Um, you know, I think that maybe in a few years we could be hearing from him again. Maybe uh, he'll run for counselor. Um, he's very passionate about Scarborough. Uh, I, maybe I'd like to, I don't even know what ward he lives in, but I'd, I'd like to see him run as a counselor. I think that that's the best way to get your foot in the door. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, he's a good dude. Now let's talk about the 2022 version of Faith Goldie, Mr. Reginald Tall. <laughs> the funny thing is i sort of thought blake acton was uh 2022's uh faith goldie but uh actually you know what i'm i'm curious what you know about reginald tall because i don't i don't think i know that much about him well we did do a uh a one-on-one -on -one interview and he did show up again to the debate Ooh. um he's really smart he has a um he has an idea to start a, a facility to help uh the unhoused get off the streets um, I don't know that I agree Wait, with so, it. So what makes this, what makes this guy, uh, Faith Goldie like then? Because he stormed the stage. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. He okay, stormed yeah. the stage no, no. at the at the debate, the Toronto Region debate, and and then he was no, escorted yeah, I out. That. Okay. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Yep. A question: Did you watch that you. live, or did you watch it uh, later? I was. No, no, I didn't watch it live because uh, I was I was at work, but I saw all the. Sorry, uh, everyone. Don't don't be too dismayed by the fact that I was at work and paying way too much attention to Twitter. But I was pretty much paying attention to it as it was happening on Twitter. So there was the point where at first it was people tweeting, "Oh, someone just rushed the stage," and then like a second tweet would be like, "I think that's mayoral candidate Reginald Tull." <laughs> so, so it's very I mean, funny. I I don't talk about my work. But I'll say I'm a truck driver and uh, I, I pulled over to watch the clip to watch a little bit of it. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, eventually I did watch the whole thing later on that day. But I watched the clip where Reginald Toll came out on the stage and I was like, wow, this is this is fucked up because <laughs> you you and I weren't the only ones calling uh, for, for I thought it was going to be Blake Acton myself, um, uh, old Phil thought the same thing he said he said i i don't know i i wonder if blake acton has a ticket to the to the event you know nia nia Oof. singh another mayoral candidate he was in the audience as well um but he yeah, didn't i heard about that he didn't storm the stage oh uh, who's left did you now i didn't talk to her i just i know philip has like a good relationship with her did you ever talk to uh isabella game she showed up at the debate. Um, okay. I, 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 I'll be honest. I like her. I really do. The problem that I have with Isabella is that she is so passionate and so focused on her not-for-profit, which is called POOF. It's uh, protecting ODSP and OW funding. The problem with oh, wow. that is that's a provincial issue. And she's yeah. doing, she, she did that uh, one or two protests, one where she blocked off city streets, but she, she's, so she's raging against the province while she's trying to run for mayor. And I, it, that, that doesn't make sense to me it, because if you, you know, want to go after the province, go after the province. But if you're running for mayor, going after the province is not going to do shit. It's not going to do anything. Yeah, because then you're you're fighting against you're fighting against essentially. I mean, because municipalities are creatures of the province, you're effectively fighting against your dad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of like get fucked, dad, and it's you know it's hard to get leverage when that's your position at the jump. So, I mean, in terms um, of her expanding her, I, I heard she was going to shut it down, and then maybe she's not. I'd like to see her to get. Uh, I'd like to see her get proper funding for, for poof. So she could make it bigger. I, she founded it in, uh, in 2018 and, you know, oh, wow. I, I, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love to see her uh, take it to new heights. You know, I'll say quickly uh, while we're on the topic um, in the summertime, I actually founded my own not-for-profit called triumph over trauma. Uh, we're big into uh, mental health supports, um, you know, a, a really quick story. I know it's, we're long in the tooth. We're getting late. Um, when I was, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I grew up poor in Metro housing and I had to live through some kind of fucked up shit 
so I, I was seeing a therapist and I know we were poor because I, I know we were poor. So, uh, and I was seeing a private therapist. So obviously at one point the, uh, OHIP covered that shit. And obviously Mike Harris came along and demolished that, uh, because you don't have that anymore. And the, the problem is, is now like mental health therapy is it's not accessible, not accessible, especially like, so when I had my breakdown in 2017, you know, I had to, um, go to the hospital and I was able to see through that, but it, it took so long for that to get started. And then it got to a point where like, I was able to take advantage of the weekly group therapy but to get a one-on-one -on -one with the therapist, I would lucky if I got a once a month appointment. So I, I, I relied on the, the, the weekly group therapy meetings to get me by. And um, I, <laughs> there were some weeks where I couldn't make it because of work or, or other commitments. And so, you know, it, it's just, it, we need to do a better job. I believe everybody in the province of Ontario, regardless of income, race, sex, age, gender, and any other religion and any other, other qualifying factor, everyone should be entitled to free mental health therapy. And that's what the uh, not-for-profit is about. In addition, um, with the not-for-profit, I want to set up a citywide uh, tenant association where we can help uh, with uh, repairs, with food insecurity. Um, you know, I don't know who's handing out free turkeys since Honest Ed um, uh, passed away, but that's something that I, I'd like to do. So I'm kind of in the same boat as Isabella in terms of looking for funding. Um, you know, Isabella, if you're watching this, reach out to me um, privately or whatever. Uh, I'd be more than happy to share with you what I've learned about not-for-profits and, and try to point you in the right direction for funding. Um, is there anybody you know, else? And on that, that, well, on that thought with, uh, with Isabella and Poof, specifically with uh, OW and ODSP, it's like I, I feel that, that frustration of you want to acknowledge these, these issues, these problems uh because i i had OD, ow and odsp mentioned on my campaign literature like that was you know it's important to me but it's also at the same time it's like how do you incorporate that into municipal politics because they are provincial they are provincial legislation you know but so you know, it's like I you, understand... know what the fucked up, you know what the fucked up thing is it's a provincial issue but the province downloaded oh, but it's enacted to municipal Workers, the, right? the, the province downloaded the cost to the city. They keep trading the cost back and forth. Um, and by the way, all these OW workers and ODSP workers, they're all city workers. You know, the one I've been on OW. I'll fucking admit it. I've, I've been, I've on, been OW. on OW. Do you know what it's like to go into a, a, an Ontario works office and and they look at you and like okay so I'm I'm six two and you know I look like I can work so they're gonna look at me and go 
what the fuck are you doing here? Go get a job. And the, the judgment I, and the it's just really fucked up. You know what? You've touched on almost everything. And I absolutely agree with you. And that was sort of like one of my thoughts, too, where it's like, I, I think I was aware that it was their city staff who, who administer OW. So I thought as city councilor, you could sort of you could mend the culture of the people who work at Ontario Works Offices because the judgment you're talking about is absolutely there. They see you as like beneath them because they're working and you're not. And I remember that frustration. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail of when I was on Ontario Works, but there was a situation where they wanted to know my marital status. And this was before uh, my first son was born, but my girlfriend at the time was pregnant. And so, but I marked myself as single because the options were single, married, or common law. We'd been living together for two months. Like we were not married. We were not common law. And my son wasn't born. So I marked single. But when I'm talking to them and I'm like, oh, like I've got a kid on the way, like I'm with my girlfriend. And they're like, oh, but you marked single. So from then forth, I was like branded a liar by like these these caseworkers. Like somewhere on the file, they made a mention that I lied to them. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's I and then you're you're on Ontario Works. I was only on Ontario Works for a few months, but it's like you have to send in the notices, like their seats every month, right? And these people constantly made mistakes. And you would correct their mistakes. And I remember my worker who was so cheerful, like, oh, I like talking to you because you're always on top of things. And I'm thinking, yeah, because this is my life. For you, this is just your job. This is your nine to five. For me, this is my life. And you make it, I don't know. We can't, this isn't an OW conversation, but I'm I'm with you. OW sucks. Honestly, you know, I know we're supposed to focus on municipal politics, but I'd love to have Isabella on. And we can continue this conversation on a future episode. Isabel, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. We'll reach out to you. Absolutely. We've got a lot of good little like hooks, I think, for who, when we like find guests to talk to us, very little hooks that'll get us going. I think so, we got a good uh, so, platform going. So is there anybody left before I rip John Tory apart? Um, Like there is, and I'm not, I'm most saying this just for like, saying it's Steven Punwasi. Um yes. don't have too much thoughts about him. Seemed like he just was like, I've got a social media following, so I will be mayor. And uh but that's not how it works. Nope. I'll pass on him. M- much like <laughs> much like most of the city did on voting day. <clears throat> Burn. So John Tory, you won. Congratulations. now comes the hard part of you actually doing something and here we find out philip philip was telling me off air here we find out what was it before the election before election day before the election you had a backroom deal or backroom uh discussions with uh the premier to expand your strong mayor powers because apparently the strong mayor powers which i disagree with as a whole the original the original uh strong mayor because if you can't the whole point of having a mayor 
with no strong powers and a council is to fucking talk to each other and work it out. You have the strong mayor powers, fine. But apparently they're not good enough. Now you need you need extra because because you are you are you are aware of the fact that everybody doesn't like you. No nobody so now instead of in, instead of getting I can't remember what the number of counselors that you have uh, you needed one third. Now you only need like what what is it? 8 you need eight counselors. You need eight eight counselors to vote with him. But apparently he. he I think that's shameful. He, but apparently he he asked for a notwithstanding clause in terms of the city. Did he? That's what I read. Oh, is that? I could oh, be shit. wrong. I'm wrong a lot. This time I don't think I'm wrong. Uh, he asked with a he he asked for a notwithstanding clause. Um. <sighs> so you got a lot to prove, John Tory. Your smart track didn't work out. Your rail deck park didn't work out. The city's bleeding money, and don't <laughs> all these things happened on your watch? You know, you came in the door in 2014. You said, "I'm the ant." You okay? You didn't say you were the anti-Rob Ford, but you ran against Doug. Well, you were running against Rob Ford, and then Doug Ford stepped in. And yeah, you beat Doug Ford. Congratulations. But you've done nothing for eight years. And so the, the 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 problems that have accumulated within the city are all your fault. They're not David Miller's fault. They're not Rob Ford's fault. They're your fault. And you need to fix it. And if you don't fix it, you need to step aside and let somebody who actually gives a fuck about this city do something about it. Um, not to mention... Uh, there was, of course, the fact that not just the strong mayor powers, okay? I mean, obviously, that's one thing. But it's also the fact that John Toy ran, he always runs on a, a not raising property tax uh, platform. A He's not looking at any other revenue tools. And now, as you know, we are at, what, $800 million deficit in the city budget. So he's saying that the city can continue on like this because that's what the people want, apparently. And then immediately, immediately after the election, beg to both the premier and the prime minister for funding for the city because of his mismanagement. That's on him. Well, that's what and you get. He's that's just a... sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I think that's I think that's all I'm saying. It's pathetic that he has to grovel to again is uh, the the government daddies above him for cash when it is his policies that have brought us here. Well, that's what you get when you have a Rogers executive that uh, uh, moonlights as the mayor. That's right. Part-time mayor. Tell me this. Okay, how much do you know about Doug Ford? Uh, I don't like him as a politician. Do you mean personally? Yeah, so his family has a family business called Deco Labels. I'm aware okay. of that, yeah. So I'm going to ask you the question, but I already know the answer, and I know you know it too. Uh, do you think that oh. Doug, Doug Ford uh, has a position within Deco Labels right now as we speak? Oh. You know, actually, <laughs> I feel like you're getting me on like this. Uh, no, no, the answer is no. The answer is no. I assume he's, oh. I thought <laughs> the, the answer is no. Yes. No, because because <laughs> because, 
because he can't because it's a conflict of interest he cannot do that much like uh that's why uh if you remember the first finance minister in the federal government uh alongside justin trudeau bill morneau he's gone now because he didn't declare his fucking family shit and so he left over it uh same reason in in the states trump had to fucking put all his shit in a in a trustee or whatever the fuck because he couldn't touch it yeah well he well he was the the president so it's it's the same it should be the same shit for municipal politics i don't know why it isn't the other thing i wanted to say is you see how doug ford is fucking with municipal politics as much as i don't like justin trudeau and I really can't stand the motherfucker. I would love for him to start fucking with Doug Ford the way that Doug Ford is fucking with municipal politics. Because See, the, <clears throat> the buck's got to stop somewhere. I agree with you. I, I do. I get the sense that... I don't know. It's hard because on the one hand, I think like, yeah, I think Justin Trudeau could uh, could use a little bit of, you know, some bitch-slapping Doug Ford around a bit. That'd be nice. That'd be very cathartic for me, personally, because, <laughs> again... <laughs> but I also... I feel like it's a no, it's a no-win situation for Justin Trudeau, because it's like, if he if he doesn't do anything, well, he's ineffective. <laughs> and if he does do any, something, he's a tyrant, you know? So it's like, there's no winning for Justin Trudeau to like wade into provincial matters. Well, Philip, I know we're municipal he politics still do it. here, he but still do it. hold on, hold on. You opened the door, so I'm going to comment. Listen, uh, um, I know we're municipal t- politics here, but Justin Trudeau is already a tyrant. He's already <laughs> he's already crossed that line. Well, I, I think that's sort of what <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, the image will be there regardless. Uh, I guess if you're what you're saying is that you should do it regardless. If they already see him that way, then why not just slap Doug Ford around a little bit? It'll be cathartic for me. Or and at so least you know what I agree with you. Or at least pass legislation that prohibits Ontario from fucking, especially during the municipal election. I think that should be outlawed. You want to make changes? You I think make we it should before just... the election or after. You don't make it during the fucking election. The last two changes have come during the election. Yeah. Two separate elections in a row. So you know what? If Justin Trudeau is going to be a tyrant, he might as well slap around Doug Ford for me. One-on-one celebrity death match. <laughs> hey, Justin Trudeau has done the boxing thing before. Okay, so... <laughs> So him and Doug Ford in the ring, I'm good for it. Oh, live on pay-per-view. <laughs> Hosted by us, the municipals. Oh, do you have anything that you want to add about John Tory before we wrap this up? You know, I think I've got a, it down pretty well that I think he's a pathetic mayor. And um, what more needs to be said? It's the Toronto Star endorsement of him was basically, yeah, he spent eight years sucking, but I think he's going to get it this time. And and then there was like a Toronto Star article today that was like, why did I bother voting for John Tory? Good question. Very good. I don't know. I maybe I should read the article before I mock your headline, but like (laughs) you wasted your time, I guess, and your vote. 
I love it. I love it. And I think this is a great point to stop. Um, I just want to, you know, engage with our listeners just one more time. Let them know next week we're going to have Chloe Brown on the show. Um, future episodes, we're going to have other um, other guests. You know, once in a while, it'll just me, be me and Phil as well, uh, which is not a, a bad thing. I, I rather enjoy those episodes. I, I like this one. Uh, Phil, real quick, I just want to get your, your opinion. Um, what do you think about the artwork for our municipals? It's cute. I really like it. I think... I think because I, I so my niece does all my artwork. So I gave her a picture of you and I said, I said, well, I want it to be cartoon like uh, and and so she drew it and then she drew mine. And I'm like, <clears throat> I said, I like it. However, <laughs> I look like, uh, oh, no, I said, I, I look a little I look like a scrawny, you know, but, you know, it's growing on me. I actually do like it. Um, I think she does a, an amazing job on all the artwork. All my artwork is all hers. Uh, I bought it from her, so technically I own it, but uh, she Ooh. created it. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this was the first episode. What, what did you think? It was just, I mean, I got to stop, again, referring to things very simply as good vibes or fun, but it was. It was a good time. Uh, I'm glad that we're going to do this now. And starting next week, we are going to start the process of holding John Tory's feet to the fire and holding him accountable. Hell yeah, baby. All right. So <clears throat> with that, we're going to sign off here and uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, we're going to air. This will be out. By the time you hear this, it'll be Wednesday. Uh, it'll be available every Wednesday around 6 a.m. And uh, we'll go from there. If you're listening this long, thanks for listening. Uh, man, I uh, I hope it keeps being this fun. <laughs>